It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, possible fireworks at this week's meeting of Ipswich City Council, sandbag fever, keys to the city for Ipswich State High, two new schools for Ipswich, and COVID rules remain for West Morton Health. It's Monday, October 24, 2022, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This week's meeting of Ipswich City Council could see fireworks in the chamber over a proposed mayoral minute. Mayor Theresa Harding listed the motion, which is proposing a forensic audit of council finances of the previous council's practices, including now-defunct council-owned companies such as Ipswich City Properties. The mayor wants councillors to approve inviting the state government to conduct the audit and present a report back to council and to be published on the internet. Will councillors support this move? Or will residents be left with the media continuing to drip-feed information through repeated right-to-information requests? Meanwhile, Councillor Nicole Jonick has listed a notice of motion about sandbag availability and community consultation. In many cases, sandbags are not much more than a positive feeling for those not experienced with major flooding in Ipswich, or who cheer for sandbags from the sidelines and are never affected by flooding. The truth is, once water reaches a certain height, sandbags are useless. There should be support for Councillor Jonick's proposal for a better education program on the effectiveness and limitations of sandbags. There's already information on how to use sandbags available online, but you have to search for it. Hopefully a proactive public education campaign will help put to bed the many misinformed comments on social media every time it rains. Most sandbags distributed by council end up as topsoil, or if they're flooded, they're generally contaminated. And in the end, all ratepayers end up paying for sandbags. Cheers of We Are Ipswich rang out as Ipswich State High School received the city's highest honour. Keys to the city, after its sporting achievements, reached another level by winning the Alan Langer Cup Phil Hall Cup and the National Schoolboys Cup in the same year. Hundreds gathered to support Ipswich State High School students and staff as they were honoured at a civic ceremony held on Friday, October 21. Principal of Ippy High, Michelle Campbell, accepted the keys on behalf of the school from Mayor Harding. 
For the first time since the late 1980s, you can drive down Nicholas Street and Union Place to Bell Street. This allows for better access to the redeveloped dining, entertainment and business precinct as it evolves. New signs have been erected for the changes to warn motorists and pedestrians. Traffic is only one way, with a speed limit of 10 kilometres per hour. There are a few 10-minute parking bays for drop-off and pickups. Ipswich City Council's flood plan has taken out a major national award. According to Council, it continues to lead the way in disaster preparedness, flood mitigation and increased response capacity. Council's catchment plan was recognised at the National Awards for Local Government in the Disaster Preparedness category. The Ipswich Integrated Catchment Plan is claimed to be the most detailed study ever undertaken by Council to make sure the community is ready and resilient for flood. A new primary school for Ripley Valley has been officially named Ripley Central State School. The new primary school will open for students from prep to year six at the start of 2023, increasing education facilities to support one of the fastest growing areas in the state. Jennifer Howard, member for Ipswich, said she welcomed the new school and cannot wait to see new prep students attending next year. Over in Augustine Heights, member for Bundamba Lance McCallum revealed the name of Woogaroo State School for another new primary school to also open from Term 1 in 2023. The new school is located in Purser Road and adds another state school for the area which also has Fernbrook, Redbank Plains and Augusta State Schools. Camilleroy woman and University of Southern Queensland alumnus Jenny Waters has made a career out of ensuring voices of Indigenous peoples are heard and valued and now her efforts have been officially recognised. At a special event hosted by UniSQ alumnus, ABC TV's Jenny Woodward, Jenny Waters was announced as the University of Southern Queensland 2022 Alumnus of the Year. Graduating from the Toowoomba campus in 1996 with a Bachelor of Applied Science Psychology, Jenny said her university degree set the course for a professional life focused on helping others and those in her hometown of St George. Ten other alumni were also honoured, including Jenna Hutchinson, Rod McDonald, Pamela Farrell, Stephen O'Brien and Jessica Van Vonderen. COVID-19 restrictions remain in place at Westmorton Health to protect the community's most vulnerable. If you are planning a visit or appointment, the recent end to isolation requirements in Queensland do not apply to vulnerable settings. You cannot attend a Westmorton Health facility if you have COVID-19 symptoms, have had COVID-19 in the past seven days, are a close contact, or it's been five days or fewer since the diagnosed person tested positive and have been tested for COVID-19 and are awaiting results. Exemptions may be granted to visitors on compassionate grounds with applications made prior to arrival. Westmorton Health staff will continue to isolate if they have COVID-19 and masks are still required for staff and visitors. And a reminder to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. PayPal.
Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. Or play Ipswich today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.